So yeah, Mountain, Mountain Cat Media is a, a service. Uh, you know, if you're if you're trying to make a, um, a commercial for your business, if you want corporate headshots, uh, you know, for your profile picture, um, maybe you're having a special event uh, of hundreds of people, and you need uh, you know just a, a recapture of that event. Um, I can I can kind of be a, a one man one-stop shop for, for all of the above. So how long has Mountain Cat, is that Corey Allen Parker, by the way? Is Corey, Corey Allen Parker, that's right. I that's see, me. I remember. All right. That's right. You got a good memory. Yes, you do. All right. Um, so uh, so how, how long has Mountain Cat uh, been established, and have you had any... Uh, major success or takeoffs from it yet? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, actually, I started the business in May of 2022, mm -hmm. so it is fairly new, um, and the reason being, um, uh, a good friend of ours, um, Ellen Crowdy, uh, which is married to Richard Crowdy, yeah. uh, she's, a, she's a realtor, and um, she had sold a house to uh, someone that had moved to town um, that was uh, involved in a pretty big role with a, a large manufacturer here in town. So after she sold that house to him, um, he was looking for someone to uh, get some uh, aerial drone shots of uh, the manufacturing facility. And that facility was Amcor here in town. Uh, they're a, a very large plastics manufacturer. Um, you know, they manufacture uh, Gatorade bottles, Pepsi bottles. Uh, that's the rigid packaging department. They also have flexaging, uh, flexible packaging, so like Tide Pods and, and Cascade dishwashing pods, sure. uh, sandwich food packaging. Um, they also do pharmaceuticals as well. So now this is a large 750,000 square foot facility here and located right here in the industrial park of Whitfield. Mm -hmm. So I get a phone call um, from Ellen saying, hey, you know, someone here interested in... Um, utilizing uh, your uh, drone license to capture some content. I said, okay, great. Uh, set up a phone call with the, with the fellow, met him, and uh, he's, you know, looking you know, to, to get this done as soon as possible. And, um, you know, I hadn't really thought about, you know, starting a business. I was like, I had my, uh, had my life, my FAA license uh, to operate the drone. And, um, you know, that's, that's pretty much all I had. So, uh, you know, more I thought about it, oh, man, I, I need to protect myself, you know, in case uh, a liability issue happens. And uh, so that afternoon, after leaving his office, uh, you know, went straight to the computer, set up the LLC, went right to uh, the insurance agency, got a general liability insurance policy, and, uh, and you know, went to the town of Whistville to, to get that business license. And um, because shooting was going to start the following week, mm -hmm. so uh, that was really the, uh, the oh man, I I gotta get I gotta I gotta make a business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, with that, every everything went well, um, and since then uh, that particular uh, business has sent me to uh, Orlando, Florida, um, to uh, Blythewood, South Carolina. Um, also, there's another facility in South Carolina. And just trying to recreate the, the same type of content that I, I created for um, the the facility here. And so not only was it flying outside, but they wanted me to fly inside of this facility. Mm. You know, where they're 
producing, you know, millions of these bottles and, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably millions of dollars worth of equipment in here. So, you know, no pressure at all, <laughs> you know, flying a drone around in, inside of a facility like this. Um, but, you know, uh, creating a business and having that uh, limited liability uh, insurance was, was something that was definitely needed. Um, so that, you know, there's been some other major successes as well, but really what jumpstarted the, the, the business was the um, uh, project uh, with Amcor Rigid Packaging. Wonderful. Okay. Um, now, I have last year throughout 2023 and the last part of 2022, I, with my column, I partnered with the Wythe County Technology Center and we spotlighted each one of their 15 departments on a monthly basis in my column. And uh, there was one particular department that dealt specifically with drone photography, um, which that's how I learned that those drones had to be certified by the FAA, which I thought was very interesting. And I, and I, think that that's great that they're offering that to high school students. Were, were you aware of that? I was. I am not aware of that. It sounds like a, a, a wonderful program if you want to elaborate just a little bit. Well, I think I, I, I can't really elaborate that much on it. Uh, I just know that they um, learn the benefits of drones and, and they actually... I've, I'm pretty sure they actually get their FAA verification if they complete certain areas of the class. So I think I will have to do some research and look back on it, but I think you would be a great asset to go in and talk to those classes and, and such, you know. Yeah, that, that would be that would be great because you know, as, as we talked before, there, there are a lot of rules and regulations, you know, mm -hmm. regarding uh, aerial camera drones or just anything that flies in, into the airspace. Right. And of course, we'll, we'll touch on some of those in just a moment, but yeah. no, I mean, it, it's definitely, uh, definitely uh, a good idea to inform, you know, not only the younger generation, but the older generation as well as technology is growing so fast about, you know, what, what, what to expect if you see one in the air um, as a spectator or if you're the actual pilot in command as well. <clears throat> Well, and the word drone is very intimidating to a lot of people, uh, particularly like anything else that can be sensationalized by media and films and television, that there are drones coming to invade our privacy and, and, and you know, take over our, take over our lives, assume our identities, just all, all of these kinds of crazy conjectures, but people... Uh, if that's all they hear, people begin to accept these things. So um, what uh, type of advice or what would you say to those who are, uh, and I use the term loosely, skeptical about such things in an area such as with counting? Sure. Yeah, and, and like you, you did say it very well, you know, when you say the word drone, there, there's, 
you can definitely get a lot of, of negative responses and, and positive too, you know, especially with the war in Ukraine, where every day we're hearing about these drone strikes. And, you know, yeah, the, the general public can really get a little bit uneasy uh, when they hear these, uh, these quadcopters flying around and, you know, you hear them, but you can't necessarily see them or see who's operating them. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll briefly just touch, you know, there's there's two classifications. You have a recreational flyer, and then you have a licensed pilot. Um, recreationally, you know, uh, a lot of these drones you can go to Best Buy or order online. And if you're um, just flying them around uh, for just personal recreation, then no license is needed to do so. Um, there's still some uh, very crucial uh, rules that you must abide by that aren't really labeled on the box um, or in the instructions. It's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, like a car. Um, you know, you can, you can drive a car uh, in the field of your farm without a license, you know, if you're teaching a, a kid or something like this, but the moment that they're uh, on the highway, a license is, is required. So uh, as far as being a licensed pilot, that kind of gains you access to a whole new world of operations, you know, working for compensation, uh, being able to fly at night, and, you know, uh, some of these things are um, related to only being a license holder, but uh, just for recreational, uh, you know, there's like, you cannot, uh, one of the, I'll just touch on five major uh, rules, you know, 400 feet above ground level, that's a maximum ceiling that you're allowed to fly, whether you're licensed or a recreational flyer. Mm. Now there are there are some variables. If you're a license holder, that you need to cross these this threshold. You can, uh, but some some requests uh, and some additional rules apply. Uh, for a recreational uh, flight, you know, you cannot be more than 55 pounds. Uh, you cannot exceed 100 miles per hour. You cannot fly over people. Uh, that that's a big one. Um, you know, uh, also stadiums, major sporting events, open air assemblies, uh, you know, that, that's something else that, you know, you are unable to, to do that. Um, and those are just, you know, general uh, rules to abide by for, for every pilot, whether it's recreational or uh, a license holder. So, um, you know, there's, there's definitely rules in place, uh, you know, because there have been in instances of, uh, I know it's probably been you know, five, six years ago, you know, someone flew a drone into the stadium of uh, the, um, the football Super Bowl, you know, and that was definitely frowned upon. And therefore, a lot of rules and re regulations had to be put in place to avoid that, um, you know. So uh, as far as the uh, obtaining a license goes, uh, it's called the um, CFR, CFR 14 Part 107, and what that is is the Code of Federal Regulations, Part 107, and uh, all that is is you, um, you study for this exam. It's a multiple choice, 60 question, um, pass or fail, and um, you're you're allowed to, uh, I believe, the 70% and above for passing, and anything less than that, you know, is fail. Uh, you're able to. Uh, take that as an exam uh, two weeks after if you, if you do fail, but it is it is a, a fairly hefty priced exam. It's about $175 currently. It's valid for 24 months. 
Um, after that 24 months, you must take a recurring test just to stay up to date with all of the rules and regulations because, you know, with the technology getting so quickly, it's everything's always changing. So it, they require you to just kind of stay up to, to snuff on, on your, your licensing. So um, but there, go ahead and hit me with a question there. There, 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 there are rules and regulations to protect the privacy of the people for those who may be concerned about such things. Yes, and uh, I can I can talk about that because that is a that is a very big misconception, and you know this is kind of the line that gets drawn that you know whether you support the drones or you don't, mm -hmm. and a lot of that is is the privacy. So right. uh, just to clarify uh, with the public here on the on the on the podcast, right. if you own a plot of land, um, that's that's pretty much it. You you own the land. However, the FAA governs the airspace. Uh, now, a lot of people, you know, they'll say, "Well, don't I own the airspace?" Well, technically, yes. However, um, in 1946, there was a, a case called the Cosby case, and what happened here was a chicken farmer sued the government because planes were flying over its property on a regular basis. He argued that because of this, his chickens were dying due to long-term stress and et cetera, therefore losing income. So, uh, you know, even though uh, you technically own the airspace over your property, um, you also grant an easement of that airspace for public use. Um, a citizen of the United States has a public right of transit through that, quote, navigable airspace. So, you know, what that means is, you know, if you own the airspace from from your property to infinity, you know, there's going to be aircraft that passenger aircraft that fly above you at what, 30,000 feet or so. Um, but where the FAA has classified these UAV or unmanned aircraft vehicle, uh, they've they've deemed this uh, vehicle an actual registered aircraft. So, you know, it can transit through your property, and that's 100% legal. Now, I can see where someone, you know, if a neighbor is, is trying to spy on you to where it's, it's hovering by your window, you know, uh, you could have a, a case, um, uh, you know, you could reach out to law enforcement and say, hey, um, you know, I think there's a, uh, some voyeurism or espionage going on here. Um, and they can create a case, uh, and that way the FAA would get involved. They're going to need to see the, the flight plans from the aircraft, where it took off from, uh, where it landed after the flight. Um, you know, so then you also have, uh, you know, people saying, well, if there's a, a drone flying on my property, I'm going to shoot it down. Well, there's going to be major consequences for that because technically you're shooting an aircraft out of the sky, whether it be an, a manned aircraft or an unmanned, unmanned aircraft. So there's going to be huge penalties and, you know, very possible and very likely some jail time associated with that. So even though to put, to that put, part, to put that in perspective, if I could just interject right here to shoot, sure. to shoot down a drone is no different than to, Take a shot at an, an airplane. Correct. You are you are absolutely correct. 
and which means if you shoot down a drone, even though it may be on your property, you are not getting community service or a slap on the wrist if you shoot one down. That's correct. It is a federal offense, and it will be regarded as such. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> want to make that clear. It. All right. So tell me then, since you are, since you have been all over the world, all over the country, you could have done this in any big city in the world. You chose to come home and establish this business. Why here and why now? Why here and why now? Well, uh, that's a that's a great question. So the area that I was living in, Colorado, is a very um, uh, it's a sanctuary for um, animal migration. Uh, to be more specific, elk. Um, you know, I was in Keystone, Colorado, um, very close to Breckenridge and Vail, so ski country, USA. A lot of that land is owned by the National Forest. Therefore, um, the animal population um, is more important than, than the human recreational activities. So there was a lot of areas that I could not fly, um, you know, just because of um, what's the term they use, like uh, migration, manipulation, or um, animal uh, harassment is, would be the term. Um, so, and it was already kind of uh, saturated with a lot of remote pilots uh, trying to do the same thing that I am, you know, getting involved with realtors, um, economic development. Um, so, you know, coming back to um, Whitfield, where there's, um, you know, there's not as, the populace is, is a lot less, uh, you know, we don't have these migration routes. Um, and uh, it, it's just, just now becoming a little bit more popular here. So I was able to capitalize on um, some of those industries that didn't have options uh, or pilots that were certified to, to offer them a service. So, um, you know, getting involved with Smith County and Carroll County's economic development um, was was really a, a, a nice um, alternative to kind of creating the, the type of videos that I was used to, these action uh, style videos. So um, I just, I, I think that there's a, a big need for that here. Um, and, you know, with there being a very minimal amount of, of uh, licensed pilots to do so, uh, it was just kind of a no-brainer, really. Indeed, and a, and a way for you to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to close it right here with something I never expected to close it with when, when I've been preparing for this for the last week or so. You said to me yesterday, you are going to fly a drone. And my motherboard fried out at that moment. But you said, <laughs> you said you're going to fly a drone. So you want to explain as much as you can what kind of plans you got for me, a disabled man, for anybody who does not know, to fly a drone. So. Absolutely. It is possible. And uh, I know I'm sure your, your mouth probably hit the floor when I told you that. And um, I mean, in, in realization, uh, like I said, the technology is, is getting incredibly user friendly to where someone with no experience or um, a disabled, uh, you know, those 
type of people are going to be able to, to have access to fly. And I have a particular drone that is a uh, small uh, half pound um, drone that is actually, you know, most of these drones are controlled by joystick uh, or two joysticks. It's just very similar to like a PlayStation controller to where you have these two joysticks, you know, your left hand controls one, your right hand controls the other, which could be very difficult uh, for someone that is disabled. However, they have now uh, figured out a way uh, they have something that's called a motion controller to where you can hold it in your hand and you have a headset on your face that gives you a, a live preview of what the drone sees. So you hold this controller in your hand and it's literally like a fighter jet. So if you, uh, fighter jet control. So with your, your finger, you squeeze the trigger uh, and that's your throttle. And to turn uh, or to ascend or descend, you just point that joystick left or right and it's just a swivel of your wrist. If you need to stop, you simply just let go of that trigger and the drone will stop and hover and until you give it another command. So it, it's, it's very intuitive. It's a natural feeling. Um, and literally you just, you squeeze the trigger and you just move your wrist around like if you were sitting in a, uh, an aircraft cockpit. So um, I, I know you're probably like, there's no way I can do this. I have no experience. No, that's, that's not the case anymore. Literally anyone with no experience can pick this up and, and take off and start flying and enjoy that uh, sensation of flight and uh, experience a, a point of view that they've never, ever been able to experience before. So I'm looking forward to when this, this wind uh, comes to still and the, the weather gets a little bit warmer to get outside and uh, we can go there and just, just fly around and you can experience this. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Sounds like a great time and a great memory to be made between two good friends. Uh, That's right. Corey, you've always been special to me. You've always been somebody I've had great admiration for as a, as a human being and as a, as a professional with your many talents. Thank you so much. You know, you could have contacted anybody in the world to promote your business and and you you picked me and I don't I don't take that very lightly. Thank you so much for doing that. It's been a great joy to talk to you and I look forward to to reuniting in person very soon. My pleasure. It has been a wonderful experience chatting with you and catching up and and looking forward to um, uh, you know getting getting you up in the air and flying around here very soon. Well, I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. And uh, I look very much forward to seeing you. It'll, it'll be a great experience just to see you in person again. So thank you for all you've done for me. I appreciate it so much. Well, my pleasure. And thank you for taking the time and, uh, you know, giving, the, giving me the call and bringing me onto the podcast. Looking forward to it. Well, it's my pleasure, and we will talk again very soon, my friend. Yes, sir. Take care. All right.